five tips to stop being the nice guy. If you want to find the right girlfriend or wife, it is important that you're nice and kind. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with being nice. There's nothing wrong with being kind. But there is a problem with being fake. Today, we're going to touch on five absolutely important points that will make it a lot easier for you to create attraction and connection in your communication with women and to also be more authentic. The first one is to stop smiling when you don't feel like smiling. I was talking about this the other day in a short reel, but maybe a slightly longer version here today during the wedding with my (laughs) ex-wife. I was smiling all day. First of all, I was marrying somebody who wasn't right for me. Why was I even marrying her? Well, because I smiled too much in the beginning. Because I chose her from scarcity. I didn't even choose her. I stumbled into the relationship by accident because I didn't have options available to myself. We weren't aligned on our values. In essence, I was afraid of losing her. I was like, I'll never find someone like this again. I don't want to lose her. That was really the reason why I ended up in a relationship and ended up marrying her. So on the day of the wedding, I'm super stressed, pretending to be super happy and smiley. And I didn't even know what was going on inside of me. It wasn't a conscious plan. I thought I was happy. Part of me probably was happy to see my family. But do you know this need to smile because you think people expect you to smile? You can't even be stoic. Some of you are going to be able to relate. Some of you won't be able to relate. But I definitely struggled with that in the beginning. I felt so much pressure to smile at somebody when they were smiling at me. Because I want to make people feel good. I'm naturally a people pleaser. Naturally, I want to lift people up. I like being around people. I don't want to bring negativity or seriousness, even though I'm German. And that's what you might think Germans do. And some do, some don't. So I felt a lot of pressure to smile. And then I realized, huh... That's actually fake. Being able to just look somebody in the face in a very warm way, just authentic and normal looking in essence, just normal, pardon me, is a beautiful thing. Stop smiling when you don't feel like smiling. Stop expressing emotions that you're not feeling. Now, that is not to say, oh, I'm just feeling serious. So I'm going to go to the date and be all logical and serious. No, That's not it either. You have to generate the desired emotions within you. Tony Robbins says, if I don't feel like doing something, I make myself feel like doing it. It's not about just what people say in YouTube motivation videos these days. Oh, just do it anyway. You don't feel like it, just do it anyway. That's fine. But if you've ever truly not felt like it, emotions are the invisible force of life. They dictate behavior. So we have to make ourselves feel like it. But that being said, If in the moment you're on the day during the approach, you don't feel like smiling because the joke she's making simply isn't funny or because you're just not feeling it, express what you're feeling. Owning whatever state you're currently in is extremely powerful. That's point number one. Point number two, don't overinvest. And investment comes in a lot of different ways. Somebody asked on my Instagram story today, Should I write her a love poem? And I responded jokingly saying, yeah, but at least seven pages. Obviously not. That's an overinvestment. But whether you believe it or not, I have a friend of mine. He's a doctor. He, years ago, had a crush on a girl. And they were dating for a couple of weeks. And he painted her this huge painting. I don't know how many hours he spent putting into it, perfecting it. Then he delivers it to her doorstep and she dumps him as you might have expected it. 
And this guy is somebody who has really good social skills, really good looking. He's in fantastic shape. He has an amazing career. And yet he acted like the biggest cock in the entire world. Why did he do that? Well, because he was coming from scarcity. And nobody told him not to do it. Sometimes you can just avoid bad behaviors by having somebody tell you not to do it, which is something that I do with my clients all the time. I'm like, don't do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. It's very simple. A lot of it is coaching and going deep and there's psychology and advanced techniques. And sometimes it's very simple. No, don't send that text. Don't do this, do that. Guidance. Because I have so many data points available to myself. Let's scoop around here. I have so many data points available to myself that I just know what behavior is going to work within which particular social situation and which isn't. So a painting can be an overinvestment. Collecting her from her home to drive her to the date, driving an hour when it's the first time you're meeting her. And again, you are probably somebody who likes to invest, who likes to make people feel good, but she hasn't earned it yet. You have to understand that investing in people who have earned it is amazing. And offering value up front is amazing. I believe in that. That's what we do with YouTube videos. Hundreds of them. Two to 3,000 short-form videos. That's what we do. We offer value up front. And some people say, okay, that's kind of cool. I think I want to become a coaching client. Amazing. Fantastic. But you got to give up front. No problem. But <laughs> this is not an intimate relationship right here, right now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is not it. In an intimate relationship, it's very important that you understand she doesn't want you to overinvest. She wants to see that you respect yourself so she can respect you as well. Because there's no way on earth that she's going to be able to respect you as a man if you don't see yourself as a man. And a man who has options, a man who has a degree of status in society, just won't drive an hour to pick up a woman that he's never met before. You may very well pay for the Uber. You can pay for the Uber Black. You can pay for a normal Uber. You can pay for a taxi. That's fine because you understand that your time is more valuable than the 50, 70 bucks that you, might buy, that you might spend on an Uber, okay? So there are differences. Obviously, the devil lies in the detail. Let's look at a couple other ways in which people overinvest. Agreeing when they don't feel like agreeing, which is technically the third point, but we can use it as an example for the second point here. If you just agree the entire time with her, you're like, oh yeah, I agree. Yes, that's true. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hi. Hello. No worries. Hi, buddy. No worries. <laughs> if you agree when you don't feel like agreeing, that's a form of an overinvestment. She doesn't want you to do that. Agree when you feel like agreeing. Vibe. Normal conversation without too many spikes. Absolutely. But if she tells you something that you just fundamentally disagree with, you can just say, oh, okay, I don't really agree. I think that's nonsense. That's fine. That actually shows her that you respect yourself. It is so important that you, like this is kind of the third point and then I'm going to go back into overinvesting. Don't agree when you don't feel like agreeing. Don't do this shit. Oh yeah? Oh really? Oh yeah? You don't even notice what you're doing with your face. You're completely overvalidating her with your face. You're like, oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh wow. You gotta understand, the thing that she's telling you that you're reacting to, like you're like coming, about to come in your pants a little bit, you're like, oh wow, yeah, 
You're just giving her so much. If anybody else were to say the same thing, if any random man were to tell you that, he'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. You'd be way more stoic, way more composed, way more collected. But since she's telling you that, your head is nodding, your eyes are opening up, pulling up your eyebrows. You're completely overvalidating her. And that is a form of an overinvestment. Investment doesn't just come financial terms. It doesn't just come in effort. It also comes in emotions and how you use your body and what you're giving her energetically. So I'd like to offer you the idea that you have to create space and openings for her to want to invest in you. And a really good one, one out of many, is to create boundaries. And the more boundaries you set, Obviously, don't set boundaries for the sake of boundaries. Oh, I haven't set a boundary in a while. Time to set a boundary. <laughs> but if she does something you don't want to do, for example, you're sitting at dinner and she grabs one of your fries. Well, that's playful. But let's say she grabs a fry and then she throws it back on your plate. Hey, that's not okay. And now you might say a classy woman would never do that. Fair enough. It's probably a red flag. Go in the direction of a disqualifier. But little teases, everyone, mark my words, no matter how high quality you think she is, will eventually cross your boundaries, will eventually do something that you're not that happy with. And then you will have to set a boundary. Now, it may manifest itself in a more ridiculous way, or it may be subtle. It may be her making demands. It may be her setting certain expectations regarding your time. It may be all kinds of things. And if you then fail to set a boundary, then you're not giving her the chance to invest in it. Because if you set a boundary, you're basically setting a wall and you're like, hey, up until this point, no further. And you're communicating an implied ultimatum. Let's go over here. Oh, actually, no, no, here, here, here. You're communicating an implied ultimatum. And when you're doing that, she's confronted, maybe for the first time ever, with at least a little bit of a fear of loss. And I'm not a fan of manipulation, lying, or deception, or evil shit. Not at all. But we only value what we're at least a little bit afraid to lose. If she has zero fear of loss, that she could ever lose you, she won't value you. So by setting boundaries, you're creating an opening for her to invest in you. Now, this obviously goes a lot deeper, but these were a couple of points of inspiration regarding point number three of overinvestment. Oh yeah, point number three was disagreeing. We touched on that. The next one is radical honesty. One of my favorite subjects. Am I radically, 100%, perfectly honest all the time? Absolutely not. That would be a lie in and of itself. But I really try my best. I really try my best. Every now and then we all make mistakes. For sure, we slip. But Sam Harris, he wrote an amazing book about lying and why we should strive to be honest all the time. He says, don't even tell your kids that Santa Claus doesn't exist because you're not really doing them any favors. You might think you are, but you're really not. Let's sit down here for a moment. And... If you understand that being honest is one of the best things you could ever do to screen for compatibility, you're going to start doing it way more often. And you don't even realize how much you're currently lying. And I'm not accusing you of being a liar or a cheat. You're probably a man of your word. You would not have gotten to the level in your career or your business or wherever you happen to be in your health or any other area of your life if you didn't have integrity in at least that very area. But when it comes to women, you're fucking lying. You're agreeing when you don't feel like agree. You're changing your opinions ever so slightly. You're making foul compromises. In other words, you're agreeing to a suggestion of her that you don't actually feel comfortable with. And it's just fake. Radical honesty can sometimes be a little bit painful. It can sometimes hurt a tiny bit. 
Because she might say, oh, this guy's a bit rough. I can really feel when he doesn't like somebody. So I have this friend of mine, absolute genius, been a, one of my best friends forever, I would say for at least 10 years now. And with him, you really can tell when he doesn't like someone. I am actually still a people pleaser at heart. I'm still trying to make people feel good. Now, I've gotten way better at it, but if I see somebody, I'm really trying to make him feel good. He doesn't give a fuck at all. If somebody's talking to him and he doesn't like it, he just, he just walks away. Cool, and walks away. He is not interested in faking it. Now, you could call this harsh, fair. You could call it uncalibrated, maybe, but I just call it genuine. It's very, very honest. Because ask yourself, do you have to go to that extreme where you're rubbing most people the wrong way? No. But if you want high-quality relationships with men, if you want to find a wife, a girlfriend that you can spend potentially the rest of your life with, first of all, understand you only need one. So it's perfectly fine to rub most people the wrong way. And also understand that she naturally has to like you the way you are. I'm going to make a counterpoint to that in a couple of minutes, if I don't forget, which is the idea of teeth mark. You also have to be very effective with your communication because even if you have compatibility with somebody and you're radically honest, you can still rub that person that you really like the wrong way. So I'm going to make a counterpoint to that, which I've indicated which it's going to be already. But point being, you have to start with radical honesty. Be honest. Say what you think. You have a thought, say it. 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 What you do is thought, filter, thought, filter, thought, filter. Because that's what's working well in a corporate environment. If you work for any type of company, you've trained yourself to be extremely filtered in your communication because that's what's appropriate. Part of your paycheck goes to you for being filtered, for not expressing your honest thoughts, feelings, and opinions. But the more you do it, the more you'll become polarizing. Remember how we talk about Moses being part? or rather parting the Red Sea, because most men communicate like lukewarm water on the date. The lady sits down with them, and after an hour and a half, she realizes her emotions decline. Maybe it's good for the first one, and then since you haven't learned storytelling, you don't know how to create a man-to-woman connection, which are all things we can help you with, by the way, apply for a free initial consultation call right now. Click the link, apply for a free initial call. But you're also not radically honest. Therefore, you're not polarizing. So after an hour and a half, she gives you the greatest insult known to man, which is, it was nice to meet you. And then you either never hear from her ever again, or she tells you, you know what, I just didn't feel the spark. Or I think we're better off as friends. Or I think I really need to focus on my career right now. All nonsense. These are all just excuses, or rather polite forms of rejection. But it's not about fixing it later. But like, David, how do I keep her interest between date number one and date number two? Yeah, we can help you with texting, no problem. There's a texting framework framework we teach in our coaching program, which is absolutely amazing. And we can help you personally with the text messages. But if you blow her mind on the first date, she will show up to the second date. If there's compatibility, which is something you can only discover, not create. Compatibility, you cannot create. You can only discover that. And some people you're just way more compatible with than with others. And that is perfectly fine. Once you actually let that sink in, that most people you meet, you can wish them all the best, genuinely. You can be kind and nice to most people, and you should. But you won't want them intimately close in your life just because your values aren't aligned. Your personalities aren't aligned to the extent where you would enjoy spending that much time with each other. Oh, you can let go and relax and just understand that I don't have to try to get along with everybody. I don't have to make everybody like me. Again, 
at work, whether you run a business, you're a manager in some company, you're employed in some company, that's different. Read 48 Laws of Power, understand corporate dynamics, but even there, you can play the game to the sufficient extent while maintaining your integrity. You still don't have to say things you don't believe. Am I perfect? No, but I'm really trying my best every single day. <clears throat> and we should all do that. It's little things. How did you like the cake? Yeah, it was good. You didn't like it at all. No, I didn't like it at all. If Fernanda makes something, I really appreciate it, but I really didn't like it. But thank you so much. Contrarily, if she makes something that's amazing, I tell her. This is not about shitting on somebody's feelings and say, oh, well, why would you want to make that person feel bad? Shouldn't you appreciate her efforts? Hi, buddy. Hello. Hey. Shouldn't you appreciate her efforts? Absolutely. <laughs> but you can appreciate her efforts in an honest way. You can say, I appreciate that you did this for me. Thank you so much. But I didn't like it. Because then, <clears throat> the next time you give her a real... Hey, hi. <laughs> no worries at all. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> hey. The next time you give her a real compliment, that one came fast, didn't it? I was like, gonna bite my face off or something. <laughs> Very excited. Um, the next time you give her a real compliment, she realizes, oh, it's actually true. Because most women don't even appreciate your compliments right now because she knows they're fake. If you tell her what you don't like and then you tell her what you do like, your word becomes so much more significant. And that is the only thing you have in this world as a man. The only thing you have in this world as a man is your word. Your ability to speak something, to say something, Oops. And then to make it come true. That is the only thing you have in this world. Nothing else. You can say something and then make it come true. And it's a process. It takes time. David Goggins talks about this. We all lie because we want to fit in. Not even because we're bad people. Or we have lied until we've made a decision to not do that anymore. And then every now and then we slip and we make a mistake and then we should go and correct it. But... The more we can strive for radical honesty, oh, the more you can relax because you just don't have to pretend anymore. You're pretending. You're a pretender. Stop that shit. Oh, you, but I'm not. No, you are. You're pretending. You're pr trying to impress people you don't even like. You're trying to impress people you don't even like. And once you get that, you can just let go. You can just stop doing it and focus on what matters, which is getting people to like you who really know you and who have real compatibility with you. Radical honesty is a lifelong practice. And you can actually get it down probably in a couple of years. It's probably going to take you a couple of years to rewire that fully. But you can just get 80% there within a matter of weeks. Really quick, you can say, I will say what I believe to be true. And if I catch myself making a mistake, okay, then I will go back immediately and correct it because that is a standard I now hold myself to. You will let go of so much internal pressure. You'll be able to relax on the date so much more because you can say, this is a really good affirmation that you can recite within your own mind on the date. If it's meant to be, there's nothing in the world that I can do to mess it up. If it's not meant to be, there's nothing in the world that I can do to make it work. That's the only 
thought pattern that should be present in your mind while you're on the date. If it's meant to be, there's nothing I can do to mess it up. If it's not meant to be, there's nothing in the world that I can do to make it work. And now, obviously, that is the thought that has to be utilized, brought to presence, brought to attention while you are on the date. At a macro level, you still have to acknowledge you don't have the skill sets yet. If you just roll in there and you say, oh, let's just let the cards fall where they may. If she doesn't like me, <laughs> up to her. No, your communication skills suck. You don't have the skill set yet. You can absolutely learn it, and it is just a skill set. Again, apply for a free initial consultation call if you want our help with that. But regardless, get help by somebody is absolutely vital. Because otherwise, you're going to have to spend the next five to seven years, 15 to 18 hours a week dedicated to this. Can you learn it by yourself? For sure. But it's going to tr take a tremendous amount of time. Tony Robbins says you can compress decades into days if you learn from somebody. It is so true. But dedicate yourself to being way more radically honest. And the pressure you feel on the date to impress her It's just so much less. And the less pressure you feel, the more effective you're going to be in your communication, the more free you're going to be when it comes to the expression of your own true self. Last one, the last tip to stop being the nice guy for today. And by the way, again, being nice and kind is perfectly fine. Just not fake. The next last one is teasing. <clears throat> yeah, that's some pickup language. What is it, a nag? They call it in pickup, I believe. I'm not a pickup artist. I don't believe in lying, manipulation, deception, having intimacy with as many women as possible. That's not what I'm about. The clients who come to me, the people who watch these videos, they want to find a meaningful, serious, long-term relationship. That's what we're about. But teasing is a normal part of human interactions. Everybody does it. If you have a friend that you really like, a male friend, you tease each other. You have fun with one another. Why? Because what we really want in life is to be happy and to make other people happy. There's happiness and making other people happy. Synonym for that is meaning. Happiness and meaning. Meaning we derive from decreasing suffering from other people and increasing their welfare, their well-being. That is ultimately it. Anything you do is to gain pleasure or to avoid pain. It is to meet your needs. And we believe, we've learned... Our psychology knows that if we meet our needs for, if we use Tony Robbins' model, certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution, we will get more pleasure and less pain. We want to be as happy and fulfilled as we can and experience a sense of meaning and purpose, which comes from what? Making other people happy and contributing to something larger than ourselves. For some people, that's nature. For some people, that's animals. That's all beautiful. But it goes beyond you. But if you understand that all it really is is experiencing positive emotions, and especially that's true for women on a date, why shouldn't we just shortcut there sometimes and say, I will allow myself to feel all of the positive emotions I'd like to feel right now, share them with them. And one way of doing that is to tease the person. Because you, this, this old Alan Watts talks about this idea. When you're in kindergarten, you want to get to high school or what is it, right? Kindergarten and then, what is it called? So you have kindergarten and then you have preschool. And then high school. Okay, so you have kindergarten and then you're working and then they tell you someday when you grow up, you go to preschool. Then you're in preschool. You're like, oh, wow, nice. And then you're like, okay, soon we get to go to high school and then we're with the big boys. Then you're in high school. And then they tell you, well, you haven't arrived yet. If you really want to play with the big boys, then you're going to go to university. And then you think, oh, if I get to university, that's where the cool guys are. That's when I'm truly going to live life. Then you go to university and then you realize, oh, now this is only temporarily. 
I'm only here so that I can get a job or start a business afterwards. And then when I have a job, I have a business. Then I'll be complete. Then you get to the job and you realize, oh, there's levels. You'll get promoted. But then when you get to 40 and 50, you realize that you've arrived and that you've been duped. <laughs> As Alan Watts calls it. It was kind of a fluke. What is it? What's the word? A, a fluke? A duke? I don't know. It's a, it's a fake. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. You hear and then you realize that you feel how you've always felt. Because whether you're 30 or 60 right now or 20 or 70, don't you feel yourself to be the same self internally in terms of awareness that you were when you were seven, when you were 13, 20, five? You're the, you're the same self. It is not about getting somewhere. Yes, absolutely, we want to achieve objective outcomes. I'm German enough to understand that what we ultimately want or what you ultimately want for me is a relationship. Completely get it. Absolutely fair. <laughs> These are buddies again. <laughs> Hi. Of course you want the tangible outcome of a relationship, for sure. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hi. <laughs> of course you want the tangible outcome of a relationship, for sure. But what you really want is the feelings you think it's going to give you. The love. The joy, the contribution, the excitement, the intimacy. Ooh, and there's good intimacy. Trust me. If you develop the skill set of meeting the right women, the intimacy is going to blow your mind. Absolutely. The one that you're going to end up in the relationship with, and I mean. For sure, you want the outcome. But ultimately, it's the emotions. So you do all of this to get to some point to realize, oh, everything I was really chasing is the emotion of some emotion, some positive emotion. Presence, flow, engagement with life, love, joy, excitement, compassion, being able to care for another person, being able to build a family. That's what you're really chasing. So there is an external element and there's an internal element. There's a systemic and there's a hypno component, internal and an external component. But the reason teasing matters so much is because it allows you to shortcut everything. You can just create fun and positivity right now. And fun is the currency. You can create it right now by making fun of one another. One thing, two things that are important when it comes to teasing. Never tease her for something she can't change. Her facial expression. Or, no, no, sorry, her facial expression you can actually tease her for. Her face. Certain bodily features. Never tease her for something she can't change. That's one. And then the intent matters. Because you've had it where people tease you and you can really feel they're trying to make you feel bad. That's not good. If you tease somebody, you should tease them with the intent to make them feel good and yourself feel good. It can be a tease and you can bust each other's balls, absolutely, as long as it comes from love. And people are really good at feeling intent. I believe you, your bullshit detector is pretty good. I think you're pretty good at deciphering what's nonsense on the internet and who has genuine intent. I think intent always win wins in the long term. In the long term, you're going to see who has really good, kind, caring intent that is also backed up with kind and caring actions. We're all selfish, 100%. We all have selfish parts, 100%. But we, some people do, in addition to the selfishness, care more about others than other people. Some just really are quite heavily only self-obsessed. And I think others also, in addition to being selfish, genuinely have a concern for the people around them. So I hope that was helpful to you. If you want me to help you personally find the right girlfriend or wife, click the link below, apply for a free initial consultation call. 
during that initial consultation, myself or a member of my team, we're going to sit down with you and we're going to map out a plan based on your individual situation. We're going to take a look. What are your individual challenges? What are your blind spots? We'll create a plan and it's completely free. Sign up and uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you soon. Take care.